you grab your Bibles and turn to Psalm 100? Uh, we're going to hit about three, four weeks, depending on how things go, on uh, talking about really what the church is and sh- being shep- uh, shepherd, being shepherds, sheep, and the flock. Uh, and so uh, it's going to kind of... Uh, we're going to kind of meander through that together and hopefully uh, this will really help us define who we are and understand a little bit better uh, what God has called us to be. Let me pray for us and uh, then we'll dive on in. God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your people that you've gathered here in this place. God, I do ask that you would give us multiple hearts. Uh, God, in our pride and our su- stubbornness and selfishness, Lord, many times we cling Uh, to a wrong picture of who we are and who you are. Uh, May we find our place before you this morning. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, So you've come to church this morning, and I realize that uh, most of you come on a regular basis, and this isn't something new for you. Uh, You consider it part of your life. And uh, I realize that sometimes we get into a routine and we don't remember why we do what we do. Uh, there might be somebody else in your life, too, that says, hey, can we get together uh, Sunday morning? And you say, oh, no, we can't get together Sunday morning because I go to church. And they may just naive and uh, humble ask you, why? Why? And you say, well... Uh, I go to church uh, because I've always gone to church and gone for a long time and it's good to go to church. And you might stumble around for a few moments and say, I don't know, why do I go to church? Uh, I guess I just go. Um, this morning I, I want us to ask the question, what is the church and how does... Uh, my role and who I am fit into this thing called the church. As you think about that, uh, really the relationship that we're going to be talking about is the sheep to the shepherd relationship. And that will help shape us on really what we're doing here and why we are here. Many uh, people today are trying to understand what church should be like, both leadership as well as people who go. And they have different pictures. Uh, For some, it's kind of like a nightclub to go to. Uh, They want a place to party. Uh, They want a place to really connect, uh, let loose, uh, defrag from all the stuff of the weekend or the week. And it's the place to party. Uh, Other people look at church as kind of more of a club, uh, a club that gathers around uh, like like any kind of club. You, you pick an interest and then you go and you meet in regards to that interest. And our interest would be God and uh, we would gather from our, our places during the week. We would gather, we would come here, we'd talk about God and then we'd go about doing our business once again. Others still... Uh, and this may be closer to maybe even some of the struggles that we have here at the church. Uh, they think of church as an educational institution where we come together and we get educated. Uh, we learn stuff. We sit in classrooms and we have classes and we have curriculum. 
and we get smarter. And as time goes on, uh, we kind of earn degrees of sorts and we uh, know a lot of stuff uh, because we're educated. Others may look at uh, church, especially if you've gone for a long time to the same church. Uh, you look maybe at church as a bunch of people that you like, that you're just kind of killing time with while you're here. <laughs> yeah, we've got a lot of history together. We grew up together. We watched our kids grow up together. And, you know, we live here, so we might as well kind of do life together and kill time uh, until it's all over. For some of you, that, that picture is awful, and you say, no, 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 no. The, the church is more like a business. It's more like a business. A well-run business where we do sharp things with excellence. We concern ourselves with bottom line and strategies. And we, we're driving towards a goal. Um, others still uh, may think of the church as kind of like a restaurant. Where you come and you say, hmm, I don't want to cook at home tonight. I want a good meal. Uh, I want someone to do it for me. I want to eat what I want to eat off the menu. And then I'll throw a few bucks at him and I won't have to do the dishes. Uh, these are all pictures of the church. Uh, unfortunately, today, as we come, uh, you might be like uh, one of the kids in a, a, a pageant uh, at Christmas time. And you're coming for that first practice and you say, you know, uh, I'm super excited because I, I, what's my part? What's my part? A young man would roll in and he says, oh, I must be Joseph because Joseph, is, they say, oh, no, you don't, you don't get the part of Joseph this year. And he says, oh, yeah, I, I'd be a better shepherd anyways. I'm kind of tough and kind of outdoor. No, no. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty smart. So I'll be a wise man. And he says, no, we have a special role for you. You're going to be a sheep. A sheep? That's really the role that we're going to all take on this morning. And it may be kind of disappointing to you, uh, but I trust that as we look on it, it'll be a, important for us to orient ourselves to where we fit uh, in what God is doing. In Psalm 100, verse 3, it gives us, and we'll be in this verse, and then we'll go over to John chapter 10, and then we'll end up in uh, Matthew chapter 9. But... It, this one little verse says this, uh, very telling on what we're going to be talking about this morning. No, verse 3, know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us. We are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. As you read this, uh, this identification as sheep, that we are sheep, um, is found throughout the scripture in the book of Psalms quite a bit, uh, pictures in the Old Testament, pictures in the New Testament. Uh, as we look at this picture of sheep. Now, if you were to identify yourself as anything, what would it be? I, I first want to back you up a little bit. We've already talked about animals. Most of us wouldn't go for an animal. Uh, if if you were thinking of God identifying you, you would think of someone who's smart, who's powerful. You think of, a, you know, uh, I'm a physician. I'm really educated. I can do amazing things. I understand the body. 
Or I'm a rocket scientist. I can uh, build spaceships and flying motorcycles and whatever else they do out there in Mojave. Uh, you think about different, maybe you think of yourself as a teacher. I'm an, I'm an educator. I, I know stuff that other people don't know, and I could be a teacher. And yet, uh, Jesus, the New Testament, Father in the Old Testament, as he identifies us, he says, I, I want to identify you, and you are like sheep, like sheep. Then you go into the animal world and you say, well, what kind of animal would you choose to be if uh, you were to identify yourself? And most of us, uh, we would think of something majestic, something powerful, something self-sufficient. I, I think of one of my favorite animals at the zoo, and it's, never, it's always kind of disappointing to see. It's the lions. You know, they're, they're always disappointing to see. You know, they're supposed to be the king of the jungle, but they, they sleep like 20 hours a day. You know, and maybe maybe that is maybe how I like to see myself. You know, you, you know where uh, you know where a lion sleeps? Wherever he wants to. You know why? Because he doesn't care. There's no sense of like, I, I need to be safe. He says, wherever I want to. You know, when some some danger would come upon a lion, what do they do when they're sleeping? They wake up and they take care of business. There's not a sense of like, oh no, what's going to happen while I'm sleeping? Wake up, take care of business. That's what I like to think of myself as. You know, the, the giant uh, uh, awaiting to be awoken. And then when he awakes, he just takes care of business. He takes care of himself. Whatever he wants to do, he can do it. And yet I look to the scripture and it says, you're sheep, you're sheep. That's not very exciting, is it? I think of all the animals that uh, I could have been, the, the idea of me being a sheep. And, and you think through what it is that is sheep-like, uh, what identifies them. I, I'm not an expert in sheep, but the closest I got was our neighbors had them growing up and I would uh, feed the sheep quite a bit of the time. And, you know, I didn't know a whole lot about them. There, was, there were two of them. They had different names, and I couldn't tell them apart. Um, they were always dirty, especially uh, during the winter time, where it was wet outside. and uh, They just wanted their food, and you gave them your food and their water, and they seemed to be okay after that. There wasn't anything specific and exciting about sheep. As I think about sheep... We obviously, we have um, a picture of them. You see them outside the gate from time to time in Tehachapi. And when you see them outside the gate, I always see a few things. Uh, You see the sheep, you see a shepherd, and you see a dog. And they most of the time they put up a little fence around them so they don't go too far. These sheep are needy, defenseless. They're indistinguishable. You know, if they took a picture of the whole flock and uh, were to name each one and you'd look at a picture, they'd kind of all look the same. There might be a black sheep here and there in the bunch and they would stand out, not necessarily in a good way, uh, but are indistinguishable one from another. We are sheep. As we look uh, to the scriptures, it tells us one other important thing. 
that as we build on this picture of us being sheep, he says that uh, in verse 3, it says, It is he who made us, we are his, we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. As you look upon this relationship, you got to get this one thing. We're sheep, but we're not just any sheep. We're his sheep. We're his sheep. And that makes all the difference in the world. Uh, you realize that, that we don't like the idea of being a possession of anyone. That's part of us being American, right? Uh, nobody owns us. Even if we, uh, someone thinks that we're their subject, we stand up and we say, I, I'm not anybody's subject. And yet you get this picture in the scripture that we're sheep, defenseless sheep, but we are a possession We are a possession of Him, of God. We are His. As you think about that, how does that make you feel? I'm going to back up and point out one other thing. Uh, It says we're the sheep of His pasture. His pasture. Now, this whole idea of pastures is tough for us to get in our mind. When you look out... uh, Today, we have pens, right? We have pens. And even the idea of the shepherd and the, the sheepdog uh, is kind of a different picture. Have you ever seen the shepherds that, that hang out here? I've driven past them. What are they doing when you drive by? Not much. I've seen them sitting on the side of the road, just picking up little pebbles and throwing them at the dirt right there. Uh, I don't think that's the picture of Scripture of what a shepherd is. Someone just sitting around killing time. Yeah, I've also seen him from time to time uh, talking on his cell phone. <laughs> you know, shepherd on his cell phone. It just doesn't have a really good picture to me. Oh, he's obviously, so he's got his sheepdog with him too, right? Uh, collie or whatever. What do they do? What, what, what do the dogs do? They run around and do all the work, don't they? Right? And what do they do if uh, a sheep is wandering? They herd them back in, right? Bark at them, bite at them, whatever, whatever it needs to get them back in line, right? They're protecting, they're running around. But you know what? I want to point this thing out. As you look this scripture, no sheepdogs. They're not there. Another thing that's not there is fencing. You know, there, there's a time and a place where you see the picture of them being brought into a fold, probably a rock wall of some sort, pen. But the picture, for the most part in Scripture, of the sheep is they're out in a pasture. Can you imagine uh, being a shepherd and having your hundred or two hundred sheep just out there in a pasture, just you and them? Just you being the only two eyes looking after these sheep. How do you know they're going to be okay? You, you walk around, you look around, you're, you're constantly searching and saying, I got to keep them in this area. This is the place where they feed and then I got to move them over here. This is what life is. You get this picture of pasture that, that isn't all that protected. It isn't a place where you've got them circled in. I look at this and I think of all the different dangers that there could be to sheep when they're just out in the pasture. And that's the place where it says that God, who is God, 
that he has his people. They're his. They're sheep and they're out in his pasture. Think about this. Get this picture in your mind. This today is the intro message, but but I hope it orients you to think differently about who you are, about who uh, how, how your relationship is with our shepherd, and what that means for us and his flock. We are his sheep. In Psalm one hundred verse three. Uh, in this particular verse, it points to the fact that he made us, he made us, that we are his by creation, by creation. If you look over in the New Testament in first Corinthians chapter six, you'll also find that we are his by redemption. It says we are bought with a price. We're bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. You see, we we are His by creation, but we are also His, and more importantly, by redemption, that Jesus died, that we would be bought and be His sheep, His possession. Most of us don't like this uh, in the sense that we don't like to think of ourselves as anyone's. But to see ourselves as sheep, defenseless, indistinguishable, at risk in many ways, and then to know that we have a shepherd, a shepherd that he calls us his very own. He made us because he wanted us to be that way, and then he redeemed us the awful price of his son. You turn over to John chapter 10, you get more of a picture of what this looks like this relationship sheep to shepherd. As we see in verse 14, and then we'll look actually up a few verses to verse 11. Verse 14 says this, Jesus speaking, and he says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. What an amazing thing. And and when you think about this, when you're at the very youngest days of your life, where you finally uh, begin to understand and be self-aware, the littlest times in your life, and then to the last parts of your life, the, the last parts of your life where you're struggling with health and memory and communication, and all the times in between, we say this one thing. I wish somebody would understand me. I wish somebody would understand me. When you're a child and you're you're trying to communicate your fears and hurts with your parents and they just, you know, are smacking down rules and right and left and, and you say, I wish they would just understand me. You, you sometimes you, you throw a te- temper tantrum and you flip out and adults ask you and you say, and you say, why did you, what's wrong? I don't know. I don't know what's wrong. I just feel angry and hurt and, and frustrated inside and it's coming out this way. And in the last parts of your life, when you struggle with many different things, whether it be health or, or the frustration of not being able to do what you used to do, and you, you try to communicate that and, and tell people and 
uh, speak to doctors and children and grandkids and there's this frustration and in your heart you say, I just wish somebody would understand me. Somebody would know me. The beautiful picture of the shepherd to his sheep. He says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. I know them. I, I, I don't look at them as just a hundred sheep and they're all kind of the same and they kind of do that whole thing and I just kind of keep them in order or whatever. He says, I know them. I know them. This knowledge, this beautiful picture of a relationship of the shepherd to his sheep, he goes on uh, in verse 14, he says, I know my own and my own know me. And this is how it goes. Uh, Sheep, they don't ever graduate from being sheep. They don't evolve, okay, into something greater. The only thing that the sheep know and what you and I, this is what happens. There's a point in time where we become the Lord's. And as you come to know the Lord, you get to know the shepherd over time. And as you... It's very simple in the beginning. You say, oh, I'm the Lord's. A decision comes up and you say, well, I can either go this way or that way. A bump in the road. And we either trust in the Lord or we don't trust in the Lord. If we don't trust in the Lord, bad stuff happens, right? And it marks us and we go, oh, I should have listened to my shepherd. Oh, it's just awful. It turned out bad because I wasn't listening to the shepherd. If we listen to the shepherd, we see his faithfulness and we go, oh, so what happens as we get farther down the road? Another bump comes and we say, um, you know, that last bump kind of threw me into the ditch because I did my own thing. I should have listened to the shepherd last time. Uh, so this time, I'm going to listen to the shepherd. Or maybe not. Maybe not. And say, you know, I'm still good. What's going to happen again? We're going to find the hurt of not following our shepherd again. Or we're going to find him to be faithful. Either way, we find him to be right and faithful and just and loving, right? And as time goes on, we know the shepherd to be worthy to be followed. And so there's this amazing relationship, uh, undeserving of the shepherd to his sheep. He says, I know my sheep. My sheep know me. He goes on to say something even more um, amazing in the following verse. He says, just as the father knows me and I know the father. He equates the intimacy of the father and the son And he brings his sheep into this relationship. And he says, I bring you into this incredible relationship. Just as I and the Father know one another, you and I know one another. Hard to imagine a relationship that sweet. And yet that's the shepherd to his sheep and the sheep to his shepherd. What a great thing. What an amazing thing. But it doesn't end there. Um, As you look down uh, in in just the next phrase there in verse 15, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay my life down for the sheep. 
If you look up in verse 11, he says the same thing. He says, I, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. As you read those and as you hear those words, uh, you've heard them before, haven't you? You've heard it before. Uh, I've been raised in a, a church all my life. I've heard this many times. And I, I get used to things. Uh, the shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. That's Jesus. Yeah. Jesus is speaking. He says, I'm the good shepherd. I, I lay down my life for the sheep. Well, that's a, a noble and like, that's a good thing that he wants to do for his sheep. Take a step back. Think about what that means. Put it outside the gate on one of these hills and you're the shepherd. And, and you're in charge of your hundred or two hundred sheep and, and you're, you're watching over them. You don't have a dog or you don't have a fence. You don't have a weapon. You, you're, you're, it's just you, your sheep and the pasture place where they're feeding. Pack of wild dogs come. Some coyotes. Some kind of other dangerous animal thieves with guns. And they stand and they're threatening your sheep. And you, you say to yourself, you see your sheep in danger. You see the, the danger of what is going on. And you say, it's just me against them. What should I do? And you think, hmm, uh, maybe I should choose a different profession than this whole shepherding bit. This just doesn't seem like, a, I, I, you know, I, I should have taken that test to talk about what strengths and weaknesses, because I don't really feel called to be a shepherd right now. You know, I, and, and as you think about how, how much would it cost for a hundred sheep? Oh, a lot of money. That's a lot of sheep. Is it worth your life? Is it worth your life? No, it's not. As you look at it, most every one of us, given the opportunity, knowing it's either the sheep or you, would say, it's going to be a barbecue tonight because those sheep are dying. I don't care. And yet this beautiful, amazing, uh, hard for us to believe sort of love is described by Jesus saying, I lay my life down for the sheep. I, the one of infinite value, Jesus being the one who is worth uh, being God in the flesh, being of infinite value, says, I will lay down my life for the sheep. We're sheep, right? He says, I, I will lay my life down for you. Doesn't make sense. It, it really doesn't make sense. It's hard for us to fathom. It's not that it's ridiculous. It's just too heavy of a price to pay. This relationship that the shepherd has with his sheep where he knows them and is not just that he knows them, but he loves them in such a way that it's hard to, for us to believe the price that he would pay. Obviously, John chapter 10, Jesus is speaking. Um, what's to come? What's to come? As uh, we're going to connect the dots in the history of the Bible, Jesus said that he would lay down his life for the sheep. 
That's what kind of love he had for the sheep and commitment to the sheep because they were his. They had this amazing relationship. What did he do? He went and laid down his life for the sheep. Gave it up. Doesn't make sense, does it? That he would care for us in such a way that he would see us as we are, as just sheep. And then he would love us in such an extravagant way that he would lay down his own life so that we might live. Well, um, I just have one more point. Uh, But before I do, a little commercial. Um, We're talking about shepherding. Uh, We're talking about how this works. And uh, the Father's Bible study is starting up this Wednesday. And what we're doing is we're just talking about what it is to be a better father and husband. Um, If you're already a perfect husband, uh, you're not invited nor need to come. I realize it's super mean to say uh, in the midst of husband and wife and stuff like that. And so the wife, it was mean, but I don't feel that guilty about it. Okay, I just want to be honest with you. Love for you to come. Uh, Six o'clock in town at Primo Burgers and then uh, seven o'clock at night. Um, here at the church. But what we're talking about is this. How this is all going to play out. It's us being sheep. And yet being in a flock. A group. And how we relate one to another. And how we relate to our shepherd. And so I'd encourage you to come men. Um, come ready to learn. And uh, we'll figure this out together. As we seek the Lord. Turn over to Matthew chapter 9. And we kind of end up where we began. Um, Jesus, uh, his earthly ministry is summarized in these verses that I'm going to read to you. Uh, Matthew chapter 9, we'll look at verses 35 and 36. Uh, Jesus went around uh, different cities, villages, towns, on roads, and he spoke with people. He spoke with people. In verse 35, it says this, And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. Verse 36 tells us why. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. This morning, um, I want you to get this picture firmly in your mind of what it is to be sheep. So, we don't become sheep at the point of salvation. When you become, when he calls you to himself, when you respond to the gospel, when you turn over uh, the mess of the life that you had to him and he says, you will now be my own. We don't at that point in time become sheep. It's not that God's people are sheep and everyone else out there is something else. When Jesus walked around to the cities and villages and when he saw crowds of people, what drove him is his heart for them. And not just that his plan was being worked out, and it was, but that each of them individually, as he looked upon them, he had compassion on them. 
Why? He felt sorry for them. He was driven to action because of his heart for them. Why? Because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. They were alone. You see, the the picture there is this. Can, Can sheep be by themselves? Not for long. Not for long. You think about what it would be. and Of course, you could see one sheep on a hill by himself. Without any food and water. You know, no protection. They might be fine for a while. They might even think they're fine. They may not be fearful inside and jittery or anything. They, they may think they're just doing just fine. But the heart of compassion of the Lord as he saw the crowds, it drove him and he, he, he looked upon them. And people were going about their lives. They didn't have any relationship with him at all. They didn't care. They, they were going about their life. And yet he looked upon them and he had compassion. Why? Because his eyes saw clearly. And what did they see? They see someone who was in danger, harassed and helpless. Like sheep without a shepherd. This morning, as we kind of orient ourselves to where we are in relationship to the shepherd, I want I want you to get this fixed in your mind. You're sheep. You're either sheep with a relationship with the shepherd and you're his, or you're sheep harassed and helpless without a shepherd, without protection. Just a matter of time is what it would be for you. This morning, uh, I want you to consider your relationship with the shepherd. I I want you to consider your first sheep and that you have a relationship with him. And that's good. That's good. And if you don't have a relationship with him, I I want you to fear this morning. And I want you to reach out to him and say, I need you to be my shepherd. We all need him. Let's pray and just ask that God would continue to work in us and and, and cement this in our mind, a picture of where we are before him. God, thank you for this morning. God, I ask that you would sort out uh, my fumbling words and highlight for all of us here, your word. Help us to see clearly where we are before you. God, and I ask that you would direct us to a greater dependence upon you. Lord, our pride and selfishness that says we can take care of ourselves is just utter foolishness and delusion. God, help us to uh, rejoice at the position you've placed us within your flock, in your pasture, And with you being our shepherd. God, thank you for this relationship that you've given us at the cost of your son. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.